Welcome to Sheer Jashub, a Bible study broadcast brought to you by the Fellowship of Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. This is Patty Scalzo. Today, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing the study on heavenly authority. At the end of the program, I will be giving an address where you will be able to write to us. But for now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg as he continues his Sunday message. We would like to start a new section today in our Old Testament background study in the Heavenly Authority series. We want to go back and look at the Levitical priesthood. And let's read in Exodus chapter 28, uh, starting at verse 1. These are the instructions that Moses receives when he's on Sinai before the golden calf incident. It says in verse 1, Now take Aaron your brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel, that he may minister to me as priest. Aaron and Aaron's sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, Ithamar, and you shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother, for glory and for beauty. So you shall speak to all who are gifted artisans, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister to me as priest, that he may minister to me as priest. And remember we said that the word priest means to stand, one who stands before God to minister, one who officiates at the altar, or a mediator for the people as they go before God. You remember back from Exodus chapter 4, how when Moses is given the call to lead the people out of Egypt, Moses resists God's commission, saying, O Lord, I am not eloquent, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. And he persists in this resistance to the call of God. He says, O my Lord, please send somebody else. And then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, we're told. And he said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. And so there became the need for Aaron. Moses needed Aaron. And Aaron and his sons then are made the priests. In Exodus chapter 28 and verse 15, you shall make the breastplate of judgment. Now we read how the artisans are going to make these elaborate garments for Aaron, who will be the high priest, and his sons, as it says in verse 2, for glory and for beauty. And now we read one of the articles, and there's a whole number of articles that he wears. There's his ephod, which is a vest or an apron. And then we read here in verse 15 about the breastplate of judgment. You shall make the breastplate of judgment artistically woven according to the workmanship of the ephod, you shall make it of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen, you shall make it. It shall be doubled into a square, so it became almost like a pouch. A span shall be its length, and a span shall be its width. 
and you shall put settings of stones in it, four rows of stones. And there's four rows by three, and you get these 12 stones, and it goes on, very detailed description in verses 18 and 19 and 20 of what the stones are. And it says in verse 21, And the stones shall have the names of the sons of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet, each one with its own name. They shall be according to the twelve tribes. And then you go down to verse 28, it says, They shall bind the breastplate by means of its rings. There's a great detail about the rings and the straps of the ephod. So the breastplate gets attached to the ephod or the ephod using a blue cord so that it is above the intricately woven band of the ephod and so that the breastplate does not come loose from the ephod. So Aaron shall bear the names of the sons of Israel on his breastplate of judgment or his breastplate of decision over his heart when he goes into the holy place as a memorial before the Lord continually. So he brings before the Lord the names of the tribes of Israel. And it's a breastplate with these beautiful stones in it that covers over his heart as he approaches the Lord. And you shall put, verse 30, in the breastplate of judgment. So inside this breastplate of judgment attached to the ephod, the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be over Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. So Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel over his heart before the Lord continually. So in the pouch of this breastplate, which has these stones with the 12 tribes, which is attached to the elaborate ephod, these two stones called the Urim or the Thummim, and Urim means light, Thummim means perfection, the light and the perfection. And these stones, these gems, allowed him to know God's will on different matters. It was a way for God to communicate his will to the people of Israel through this high priest. And we're not sure quite how these gems worked. Uh, some believe that they were cast as lots. I'm not sure about that. It would almost seem like they glowed or they, they radiated some type of message through the, either the Urim or the Thummim in order to let the people know should they do something, should they not do something. There's not a great deal of, of detail given. But the one who would wear this breastplate of judgment, the judge what to do for Israel, the one who would wear this breastplate of decision with these special gems that allow them to communicate with the Lord God was the high priest. And the high priest had to come from the tribe of Levi, but more specifically, the high priest had to be a descendant of the Levite Aaron. And there was even certain rules of who of his descendants who would qualify. There were certain things that disqualified a person, even as a descendant of Aaron, from being the high priest. And their purpose was to minister, to stand for the people at this beautiful symbol that God gave them of a heavenly thing in the tabernacle that they had in the wilderness. And the tabernacle, you know that there was the outer court, but the actual dwelling place, the tent itself, the tent of 
meeting was separated inside into a holy place and then there was a veil that divided the holy place from what was known as the most holy place behind the veil and the main object of the most holy place was the ark of the covenant the ark of the testimony the ark that held the tablets that God wrote with his finger on the Ten Commandments and then we'll find out later there were other objects placed in that and when the tent was set up and the cloud of God's presence would come over Israel it would come down over the tent of meeting and the presence of the Lord would come down into that tent and behind the veil and onto what's known as the mercy seat the covering for the Ark of the Covenant and God's presence would dwell there and the Israelites would stop and they knew God was in their midst and nobody could go into that tabernacle into that tent except the priest and they could minister in the outer room the holy place but they could not go into the most holy place the inner room where the Ark of the Covenant was where the presence of God was there over the mercy seat except for one time a year on the special holy day of the Day of Atonement and the only one that could go in on that Day of Atonement was the high priest and with much ritual and with much ceremony was he allowed then to approach the presence of God in the most holy place in chapter 28 if you look down at verse 36 it says you shall make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it like the engraving of a signet holiness or holy to the Lord and you shall put it on a blue cord that it may be on the turban it shall be on the front of the turban so Aaron would have a turban on his head and this plate this gold plate would be on the turban that said holiness to the Lord and it was reminded to Aaron of his great and serious responsibilities in verse 38 so it shall be on Aaron's forehead that Aaron may bear the iniquity of the holy things which the children of Israel hallow and all their holy gifts and it shall always be on his forehead that they may be accepted before the Lord you shall skillfully weave the tunic of fine linen thread you shall make the turban of fine linen and you shall make the sash of woven work so it was to remind them remind them how as they offer these holy things to remind them of their guilt to remind them of their responsibility that they do not sin in Numbers chapter 18 and verse 1 then the Lord said to Aaron you and your sons and your father's house with you shall bear the iniquity or the guilt related to the sanctuary and you and your sons with you shall bear the iniquity or the guilt associated with your priesthood it's going to be all on you Aaron you have a responsibility for this tabernacle you have a responsibility for the priesthood this is a holy thing you're to treat it as a holy special thing that's why there's a plaque on your forehead to remind you holy to the Lord a covering was needed for Aaron and his descendants to be able to approach God to minister for the people the people couldn't go near they would go near for the people and they needed this covering upon them and it's as though these elaborate garments that cover Aaron as though with enough blue and with enough purple and with enough scarlet and with enough fine linen 
And we're not reminded to let them know they're supposed to be holy, set apart to the Lord. If you make enough sacrifices, if you place enough signs and reminders on their body, then maybe you can take the old sinner and make the old sinner Aaron acceptable, at least in a ceremonial sense, and he can enter God's presence. What an interesting point at which to leave the study. In our next broadcast, Pastor Greg will be continuing the series on heavenly authority. So if you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from in-depth Bible teaching, please tell them about our program. And as always, we love to receive letters of encouragement from our listeners. Also, if you appreciate hearing Shir Jashub on your local station, may I ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry of Shir Jashub. All correspondence and donations should be sent to Shi'ar Jashub, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Again, that's Shi'ar Jashub, S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And please include the call letters of your radio station. And if you will be in the Connecticut area, let me invite you to join us for Sunday service. Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the town of Madison at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane. The exit is number 61 off I-95. Go south to Route 1. Turn right and at the next light, turn right again. The Memorial Hall is the yellow brick and white building and we meet on the upper floor. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shir Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return.